gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. You can't handle the truth. King Kong ain't got shit on me. I am the I'm so much crazier. I am the one who knocks. Go ahead. Make my day. Boys are back in town, Layla, back in town. That's another good intro. Welcome to another <laughs> fucking diabolical episode. Oh, dear God. Where, of facing off, a TV episode. <laughs> this is a podcast where we inject Temp V into our veins and we discuss and rate entertainment. Today we are covering the third season of the hit Amazon Prime show the boys i am our token huey type dorky character gabe and joined with me is my homie lander nick fuck man <laughs> and our very own queen layla what up dudes Good what job. up boys <laughs> killed it <laughs> for the purpose of this episode layla you're a boy we call you it's the boys it's the boys and like, yeah, I mean, Kamiko's a part of the boys. True, that's true. Starlight kind of is too. No, she is at the end. Well, she kind of was throughout the season. Yeah. But then they they say welcome to the boys. Oh, um, yeah, I should say that at the top of this. If you clicked on this episode thinking that we weren't going to spoil the boys, <laughs> you are very mistaken. So we suggest that also, you go watch the show if you've never watched it at welcome all. Welcome to the podcast. It's You're definitely wrong. worth your time. Yes, it's welcome. Very Thank fun. you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Uh, and if you haven't seen all of the third season, turn this off now, finish it, come back. Oh. It'll always be there. Um, we're stoked to talk about season three of The Boys. We did an episode on season two where we kind of compared it to season one and our thoughts about it. Thinking of doing the same thing, but since we've already talked about season two at length, we can mostly talk about this new season that just finished recently. Um, let's start with you, Layla. Hmm. What were your expectations going into this season, and was the season satisfying the way it went through? Um, we can start with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's weird when it came out. It took me a really long time to get to it. I'm not entirely mm-hmm. sure why that is. Um, but I think, like, I didn't really know what to expect going into season three. Like, I didn't necessarily feel like at the end of season two, it left me with a feeling of, like, holy shit, I can't wait for the next season kind of a thing. I just didn't really know where they were going to take it or where it was going to go. And sure. and then it came and I was like, ah. And then... My overall feeling basically was that I really enjoyed myself, but I had issues while I was watching it. Um, Hmm. I felt like there was a lot of content in this season that didn't need to happen. Um, And I felt like they were juggling a lot of storylines and puzzle pieces and character development that made it kind of hard to just like invest in everything that was happening. Um, Sure. So it... (sighs) I'm like, I'm sure later on you're going to ask. I know that we're going to go over like what our favorite episode was. But to this point, like looking back, I don't have a favorite episode. I have a lot of favorite moments, 
but I feel mm. like each episode there was definitely a, a a moment throughout that episode where I was like, I just don't care about what's happening right now. Um, Interesting. So that was hard for me. I felt like it just didn't have quite the same level of flow that I wanted it to have as previous seasons. Okay, and Nick, were you, mm. did you feel kind of the same way? Um, mm, no, I do feel like they're juggling a lot. I feel like um, juggle this at the. <laughs> At the end, I was pretty satisfied um, because the show does a good job of uh, um, making sure you understand it's not going to take itself super seriously and it's going to um, it's going to be something that you want to turn on every week. And that is exactly what it delivered on for me while adding a new character or two that I enjoyed and, um, you know, kind of still presenting um, itself in a way that you you are satisfied even though the plot doesn't work the way you would like it to. I think that's where the show <laughs> excels. It's actually fairly um it, it kind of like it, it doesn't actually satisfy you but it does that in a satisfying way doesn't that satisfy you sense. like all the people in the hero gasm uh house they seemed pretty fucking satisfied too yeah exactly um uh, except the, the except the sad normal people that were just like abused the whole time yeah that's not great Which is um just sort of implied and not um, yeah, the show has some implications of some pretty fucked shit all the time, uh, and that's kind of what makes it really fun and edgy in a lot of ways, but it does have commentary on all of those things. I gotta say, this is my favorite season of the show so far. Mm. I think that a lot of issues that I had with the first and second season were... Not necessarily fixed, but made better. There was definitely a focus on it. So I'll talk about that a little bit later because it has to do with certain characters. Uh, and we're going to break those down. I thought going into this season, I definitely thought the second season was really good. And I was like more excited. And when this one started, I was like, oh, yeah, what the hell is going to happen now that Homelander is like has no one anymore. And he's like a full on fucking psychopath. I I do think that the first few episodes are kind of like world building in a way of like showing us where they're at. And I, I don't always appreciate those. Although I did find the first episode of the season to be really strong. But as the season went on, I just really, really liked it. And I got more and more engaged. And I think the last like five episodes were really strong. Like And, and especially the last two I thought were um, some of the best episodes of the show. I do also have issues with the show. Uh, and we could talk about those. I, I personally found the finale to be really satisfying. Like, and I, especially the final moment, which is ridiculous because the kid that plays Homelander's son is like such a little bitch. And like, I'm not, excited to see him be like homelander next season because he's just like little bitch kid um i'm not gonna believe it but i don't know i loved everything that they did except that like 
no one really died. I mean, I just like I okay, let's do this. I completely disagree it. with you. Like I just I okay. feel like I was waiting for something to happen and then nothing happened. Like literally by the end of that episode we just were back to where we started again. <laughs> like we were back to having yeah. Nazis about, we were back to Homelander being crazy. And now his son out of nowhere has just forgotten about his caring and loving mother and what she tried to protect him from. And he's like a psychopath now. Like I just, we're literally back to the exact same place we were at at the end of the last one. I just don't feel like anything gratifying happened. I don't feel like we had any resolution. I feel like we built up an entire Mm -hmm. season around Homelander being taken down and literally nothing happened. Maeve like punched him a few times. Ooh. Stuff yeah. in the ears. I would say in in the grand totality of the show, really nothing. You're right. They are back to square one, except for that Homelander can now publicly be as evil as he wants to be. And Butcher has nothing left because he's dead in 18 months. Yeah. Butcher is going to die. I do think that what they did with certain characters, I just found that they expanded their stories and made them more interesting for me. Like I'm buying into the show more and more as it goes on. And that's kind of what it is. I do agree with you, Layla though, that it leaves you a little unsatisfied. It's not my like, it's not even like my top five favorite show of the year. Well, I just because of that. It's sad because like Nick, you made such a good point when you were like, we were big answer at the beginning. Like it is so entertaining Like, it just, like, you can't be mad at it for those mistakes because it's, like, entertaining. It's such good satire. Like, it's fucking hilarious. You're laughing every second. It's it's almost, like, because of how the show, because of its uh, um, focus on parody, it almost, it must be, and just kind of knowing Eric a little bit of, like, what Eric Kripke does... I I feel like it's for sure intentional that that's your main critique and ever, and most people like the the most solid critique of the show in general is that the the worst things keep happening and keep winning and keep superseding the good things that the good guys do. It's not even that. Like I just want something different. Like I want the storyline yeah. to progress. I feel like every season is the same thing to me and I'm getting really tired of it and they get away with it because of the great point that you well, made. I, that, dis- like, I disagree. I think it's just every season just doubles down on the bad things. Like every single season we've got an ending. But it's where, the like, same bad thing like over and over right. again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, now, but, but now like the vice president is an evil soup. That's I mean, worse than it was before. Soup? Yeah. She's, I mean, maybe she I don't know. Uses She's her the most powers. ambiguous part of the whole show. She, I mean, yeah. She, I mean, she killed her friend because the friend was going to like speak up about things, and she is. She's. She's abuse. She has these powers and she abuses them, which is like the whole theme of the show. Yeah, everyone. But that's in this why. Show he, does. But that's why <laughs> Huey is so mad at it, even though he's kind of a hypocrite because he really likes his powers when he has the temp V. I will say the whole introduction of this temporary V was a really like going into the season. The boys couldn't just be human, you know. Like otherwise, there's there's really no stakes. If they're if they're human, the only other thing they could have gotten was um, having Soldier Boy in it. it. By the way, an incredible like added piece to this yeah, show. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about him for sure. He's great. Yeah, but I I think that just them having the temporary V 
created a um, a way for the boys to almost be on an even playing field with Homelander and other bad people. And I'm curious what they're going to do next with that now that temporary V is off the table. Like, are they going to go get the permanent V like Kimiko gets? Um, who knows? So we could talk about that when we have like sort of predictions. But that's – I also – I don't know if you have any thoughts, Layla or Nick, on like what the show improved on. But for me, that was it. Like, not only did they make characters that sucked more interesting, but they, which I can talk about in a bit, but they also made it so that there was this like temporary V. So there's actually like bigger stakes and, and, and more exciting in that way. I don't know if you guys thought there was anything else. Um, I mean, I think in general, I kind of stand on the line that, like, I think it is deteriorating a little bit as a show. But I will say that mm. I think after watching this season, I've just fallen on the line that this is the greatest satire of all time. Like, I, the, it is every, every single moment in this show is just a perfectly executed comedic moment about our society in this moment. Like, it's, it is a timestamp. It is, like, Which, it's perfect. It's literally yeah. in perfect. De- in defense of your critique in defense of my critique of your critique Mm -hmm. the world just keeps getting worse so why don't the show as well so i mean the bad guys do (laughs) sometimes keep winning you know yeah Yeah. and i and i want to clarify too i actually love that idea i don't need the good guys to win that's definitely not the outcome i'm looking for i just but you felt like it was repetitive that's what a lot of people have texted me about it is like why like i don't want to watch this show if like the bad guys keep winning and my retort is always like Mm. you watch game of thrones you watch succession like yeah but it's it's awesome like for me yeah they're not I think that your point is fair, Layla, that it does feel repetitive. And actually, I didn't even think about until we just started recording this that, like, we are in the same place. But it also is it also is planned to be a I think a five season show. So, you know, t- usually in the middle of like a season of shows, the the middle episodes are not always yeah they're not strong the strongest, yeah. and That's then you get point. your penultimate and then ultimate episodes that are really epic and i'm wondering if the show needs five seasons yeah like, it's a great question <laughs> i feel like they could end it with the fourth season but we'll see i mean maybe they're gonna like bring in some things but i just feel like they are stretching it but they should it's a really really popular and successful show um the, the fifth season thing is not confirmed but i think carl urban has accidentally been like we got a couple seasons left well, it, people it's are not like, like they're not gonna get the funding for it like amazon no, I mean, is going to pay is, for it is already almost filming yeah um, all right, well, let's, well, let's talk about some characters because I think that's like where we can really differentiate this season from other seasons. Um, I'll let Layla start this. Um, why don't you talk? I, so I've divvied up the characters, so we make sure that we talk about each of them. Layla, why don't you talk about Billy Butcher, <laughs> Mother's Milk, uh, Kimiko, and uh, whoever else you want to talk about. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about Butcher and MM because I have a lot of feelings about both of those characters and their development. Um, so like I, one of my favorite things about this season, as Gabe already mentioned, is the character development they finally addressed in a lot of characters and like the time they took with characters. Um, I don't know what it is, but there is something about the way that they have done 
butchers emotional development that pisses me the fuck off. Like, I just... Oh, wow. I'm the opposite. I hate it so much. Like, I hate it so much. Every time they place... I think the placement of his emotional, like, portions in the show is so poorly timed. And I never understand why it's put into the places that it's put in. I'm so taken out of what I'm actually watching because of the placement and the timing of it. It never feels like the accurate or right moment for it to be placed. I hated the dream sequence. I like dude, I could viscerally hated the dream sequence. I I just didn't see the point. Like I knew every step of the way what was going to happen in that dream. None of it felt eye-opening or different or like it added anything to his character whatsoever because I knew all of those things already about him and his history. And it would have been nice. If anything, I almost kind of wish Huey had the dream sequence so I could have seen something different about what his insecurities are and what he's afraid of and seen it in like a cool telling a different version of a nightmare. But like we basically just watched what I knew exactly happened in his childhood and nothing about it enlightened me. And it took me out of all of those sequences so much. And every time it came on, I grabbed my phone and I was just looking at my phone during his dream sequences. Um, I don't know what it is. I just and I and I it's also hard, too, because I feel like we've gone three seasons in and this guy is just his bit is getting old to me, like the way he talks his his crassness, his inability to care about the people around him, even if there are small glimpses of it that they throw at us every once in a while. Like it's. I just don't care anymore. Like I'm not, I don't, they've, we've gone three seasons without him doing something that makes me feel very redeemed by him or care about him. And I'm just over it. Like I'm very over this same thing over and over again, which now I'm going to let Gabe talk. Cause I know he very much disagrees with me. I just, I, I, it's, it's just a feeling type thing. So it's like, you know, just the differences in how we reacted to it. But I actually found that episode to be really powerful in the way that they depicted it. I think it's kind of cheap to do those memory sequence type things. But what was interesting was that they explicitly make it about Huey. He gets, he realizes Huey is like a younger brother to him. He can't do the same thing that he did to his younger brother. Um, But he's so hell bent on this, this like bring the soups down that he kind of still is fucking over Huey because he's a piece of shit. Which just but feels then, like the same thing, though, doesn't it, to but you? It, no, it, it feels like a different version of the same thing. And, like, that's just what <laughs> seasons of television are. That's why, like, a lot of limited series know. are really good. No, it, it honestly felt like finally I'm watching it and I kind of actually sympathize or at least empathize with um, Butcher. And then also, I really like that they kind of gloss over the fact that he gets this chance to have this son and he abandons the son just Mm -hmm. like his brother and left the son to someone evil that is just going to ruin them. And I think that there was always like a, we know what happened sort of to Butcher in his past. I think they had like mentioned it, but just the him having to actually confront it hasn't happened in the show it's in the back of his mind sure and there are parallels that he finds and there's the moment where he sees his dad you know in the second season but he we've never seen him really react to it and see it face on 
to the point where it's like, hey, wake the fuck up, dude. You are forgetting that this was the whole reason why you are the person that you are today, you know? Like, all these things from your past turned you into this. And if you don't realize what you're doing sooner rather than later, you are going to just keep repeating the same thing. And you are going to... And I just, I just personally found that effective. I definitely understand where you're coming from. I like it's 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 so funny because I feel like this keeps coming up in episodes lately. I completely agree with you, and I see that in his character. I just feel like the thing with this show that's frustrating me is that I felt all of that in season one, and I got glimpses of that in season one, and I felt I actually felt really emotionally connected to his character in season one, and I just feel like we're like the growth isn't really there, and I see that you felt it in that moment, and you were seeing him confronting it, but he in the end. What, there there wasn't really any growth there because in the end he just ended up choosing his vengeance over doing the right things again so it just anyway so that's that's my I take. think you're just you're just a little bit more emotionally mature than I am so you <laughs> figured that out in the first season whereas I kind of needed them to smack me in the face with it and I'm a sucker for like father-son type things in in shows and fair. I think that they really hammered it home in this fair. one but n- totally fair why don't you talk about because I'm so curious M-M. what you have to think about <laughs> MM and Kimiko but definitely MM yeah I'll do MM first and then I'll do Kimiko um so MM yeah I really didn't like it <laughs> I really yeah, see, didn't now like I'm it. in agreement with you <laughs> I really really didn't like it it was so painful to watch it was not well executed I was so unbelievably unemotionally like I was not connected to this character at all and I feel like me saying these things is a testament because like I'm a social worker man like I'm emotionally invested in pretty much everything I cry at everything I understand things like emotionally very well I just don't think this was executed well whatsoever I think well it's very much seems like an afterthought it I mean it's crazy though because he takes up so much time this season though like he really is such a pivotal like character and i just don't care like i don't care about what's happening to him i don't care about his interactions with his family i and it's crazy because his backstory should have had such a heavier pull for me and like why he feels the way that he does but him standing in the hero gasm episode with his fists up ready to fight soldier boy i was like fuck off like yeah it actually kind of presents the issue that i had with the show going into With this season the fact where that they're like, so weak <laughs> yeah what are they gonna yeah. what are you gonna do yeah guy? no it was ridiculous what are you gonna do it was ridiculous yeah. like it was so hard to watch i yeah i really just did not care i don't i don't even think the like writing of his like anxiety and his depression was executed well at all and it's mm. sad because he just he's such an important part of this season they put him in every scene and he's such a big part of also the like uh, rupture between the teams and him becoming this second leader and leading, you know, all of these people and, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's It wasn't good. I didn't like it. I don't know if you guys have any more thoughts on it, but I thought it was pretty poor. Well, it's, it's more to your point that there's like a, there's a little bit almost too, there's too much going on and the two characters that much. suffer for it are M.M. and Newman, I think. Because you set up Newman for this new season and she's also just sort of you, – you get her for a couple episodes and then she goes away for a while. And then you're like, oh, yeah. And then the end of the season's the same beat as the end of the second season where you're like, oh, now she's going to accelerate. But M.M. doesn't get like – he doesn't even get those like important plot point beats. 
Yeah. Like you just sort of learn like, oh, he has a vendetta against Soldier Boy, but then you he sort of gets catharsis at the end, but not like they like really take pieces off the board that are actually interesting to give more time to a character like MM. But I mean like the idea there is not none of those ideas are bad. They just like you don't have enough time to have to flesh out MM having like it's a full on OCD yeah. and like this like you know vendetta against Soldier Boy and like you just there's just not enough we don't have enough time to flesh that out and uh, I, I don't know it's not a no, bad idea I, I completely just, like, agree when are you gonna do that I just Eric? feel like it's I don't know why they felt the need to take this route. Like he obviously every single person in this, you know, tag team or whatever has to have some reason for hating soups. And I get that that's that's his history and that's fine, but it feels so shoved in your face that the person he has a vendetta against is this guy that they like have to find to beat Homelander. Like it all just feels so like coincidence and it's annoying that it's coincidence and like a plot point that didn't need to happen. Like I almost, I, I almost just feel like, there had been some superhero that was like doing awful things to black communities and that's his backstory and you get flashbacks of that in some capacity or him having to figure that out with his daughter. Like, fine, that's great. Have an emotional tether for him. But for it all to be connected to Soldier Boy just like made it so sloppy because they yeah, didn't dedicate the time him? to it. That's a good point. There's a good uh, f- facelift that we used to do sometimes. Why not connect him to the 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 guy that the Blue Hawk? Yeah. Storyline like and have yeah <laughs> yeah because that's also something that's not completely fleshed out totally. well enough. Um, you know, you combine those two things, you probably kill two birds with one stone, and you stop making it so sort of contrived. I mean, it makes sense that like Soldier Boy would have done something as reckless as he did, but it's not. It doesn't feel like deserved or like no, earned. Feels very for, in your face for sure for MM. Um, On he's it- a cool character, but. On a positive note, I fucking loved everything about Kamiko this season. I yeah, am in so love with cool. her. She's my favorite character in the show. I think her progression and her understanding of herself and the way that she works through her trauma is very, very well stated, very well done. I was very invested in every one of her scenes and her learning to understand herself and process who she is. Her fight scenes are always just the most incredible to me, and she's so much fun to watch in a fight scene. Um, the choreography of it all is like, it's just so fun to watch the camera follow her as she's like just murdering people. Um, she's the best. I enjoy her and Frenchie's like relationship very heavily. I love them coming to this like understanding that they found a family within each other. I think that's really beautiful. And I think that like scene was really like magical. Um, yeah, I just think she's the best. I think she's such a dynamic character in this show. She's my favorite female character in the show. And I just think they did a very delicate, good job with understanding her trauma and her pain. So, yeah. Dude, I feel like we're watching different shows. <laughs> <laughs> I had, like... I saw are, the look on I your do, face while I was talking. <laughs> well, I do, I do agree. I like the way that they develop the character. And I think that there are important moments. Like, when she is forced to kill those people again... And you can see how awful that is to her because she has this newfound sense of purpose and she wants it away from that. And then the ultimate like decision that she wants to be strong because she just wants to protect and it, protect her family. 
which is now Frenchie and then like the rest of the boys. Like, I like that. I just feel like there are a lot of moments with her and Frenchie that I loved in earlier seasons and now I think is a total distraction from the show. And that's just like, I personally just couldn't Don't you care need less. that emotional Somewhat. Anchor? I think I think you do. And I think that there are moments that are really Don't great with her. I just think like thing? overall, everything... It just, it didn't, that one, it didn't work for me. Kind of like how the butcher thing didn't mm-hmm. work for you. Like, I just like, I knew that these characters were worth rooting for. And I kind of like that you get more backstory with Frenchie in this at the same time. But at the same time, I just, there are a lot of scenes between them. I'm just like, this is like a different show. Like, it just doesn't feel like it fits for me. And I just, this show is like, just lean into these like I don't think this show is like that emotionally sophisticated that the moments that they try to bring it in like kind of how you felt about the butcher repetitive like emotional beats that they've hit I just don't I don't watch the boys because I want to see this scene where she learns to talk so then she like imagines that she can sing and they're in love i just like it's just not the show like i'm just like i it feels like that seinfeld episode where there's that like restaurant down the street where the guy's just like making meals from like every single type of cuisine and they're like you're doing too much it's like you're unfamiliar with the work of eric kripke for sure yeah I don't know. I I like the emotional tether throughout that. the show. And the butcher stuff isn't that I don't like the emotional aspects of his storyline. I just think it's not well done. Like, I think that there is... Mm. I, I just need... When the, when you're going to go down routes of helping us understand a character and their, their, like, journey, there has to be some level of either deterioration or growth, either direction. But the mm. stagnancy that Butcher has... That's what I don't like. Like, there's just no movement. I'm seeing the same conversations, the same traumas, the same things. But with what feels like every other character, they're finding out things about themselves throughout the seasons. They're figuring out their insecurities and what they are and are not good with and whatever. So, like, that's what I appreciated about hers. Like, I thought it was maybe not, like, the most incredible emotional journey I've seen in a show. But of the character developments we've seen... Because I think most of them are pretty poorly done. I don't like Huey's. God, Starlight's I could care less about. Like, I don't feel like the emotional journeys that we've gone on with most of these characters have hit home. And with hers, I was, like, proud of her at the end of it and felt good for her and happy that she felt settled finally for the first time in three seasons. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I that, That's totally fair. Um, Nick, why don't you talk about t- three certified banger characters <laughs> that, like no one's going to disagree are incredible in the show. Talk about the deep Homelander and soldier boy. Well, I mean like you, when you're talking about emotional beats, you got to have a character like the deep in any sort of <laughs> show. You have to have just like a purely comedic character. And I think the funniest, I mean of all the funny things that the deep does, my favorite absolute favorite thing in the season about the deep is that picture? He has a painting in his like room or office oh, him and of like him just like touching Homelander's shoulder as Homelander sits on this like throne, 
And it is so funny to me. The whole It's not the octopus painting. sucking him off all season. No, that was <laughs> Eat fucking eat Timothy is so just uh, he's praise. <laughs> oh man, that scene is so disturbing. <laughs> but no, I, I agree. It, you need that like totally. I mean, Chase Crawford uns- is also crushing. <laughs> yeah, he's great. But crushing, you need yeah. that totally unself-aware hero. They've never yeah, missed a beat, though. Like not a single yeah, beat has no, been missed no. with his he character. He doesn't miss. He doesn't no. miss. Chase Crawford just does not miss anything no. that he's given as that character. It's just so funny. <laughs> and you get, you know, you. There's all of this like extra material of him too that like they would like drop on Twitter and stuff about him like pub like uh, yeah. uh, um, publicizing his like book and his audio book or whatever. So good. Um, <laughs> Anthony Starr is just crushing it as Homelander. Your critique there. I is think that, it's Anthony. Is it Anthony? I think so. See, I went with oh, the probably it's just like a weird thing where they just pronounce it Anthony anyways. It's like aluminium. But instead of adding yeah, it's a Anthony. syllable. I know it's spelled that, but is it, yeah. is it said like that? <laughs> well, that would be so fucking annoying. Just name him Anthony yeah, at that it's point. Anno- I mean, yeah, exactly. But anyways, the man's facial expressions. <laughs> I yeah. digress. The man's facial expressions are just like chef's kiss, dude. Yeah. He can express uh, a level of... Like psychosis, disdain, and like psych, yeah, psychosis, psychotic disdain, that is just amazing. That unparalleled, he can do that. <laughs> unparalleled, unparalleled. And and in this season, I know they had the the in the last season that guy that can like shape shift into him. Yes, yeah, yeah. But this season, there's that moment where he's talking to himself the in the mirror, and he's just playing a totally. M- different more assured version of himself yeah. with an insecure version like a golem type Literally. thing and i fucking <laughs> yeah. i loved that it's so good and you i've gotten texts from my brother and a couple friends that are like why does he keep winning i don't want to watch the show if he keeps winning and my response is always like you're not getting it you do. I don't think you get the point. The point. You're not really like. Yes, you're supposed to hate Homelander, but like, duh. I think you're really supposed to hate Butcher. I don't think the Which villain of the show is Homelander. I think the villain is Butcher. They're both villains. I mean, I just like. Don't. I mean, like, yes, Homelander is obviously not a good like per like human being. He's a villain. But Butcher is really the villain. He ruins everything. He doesn't do a single good thing. I can't speak for your friends, but I wonder if maybe what they're feeling, and this is what I'm feeling, it's not that, like, it... For the sake of the satire and for the sake of the point of the show, Homelander has to keep winning because that's the point. Like, that's what's happening in our society. Right. Evil, evil yeah. prevails. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. No, totally. My thing is, can this team stop specifically targeting trying to take Homelander down every single season? I don't think season? they can do it. I don't think they can do it with Butcher. I think he's got to go. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I, I just to the point of Which your friends, I think with the third the season, the we're, season, we're a little over watching this team trying to take down Homelander. I think there's a really cool season to come, hopefully, of Homelander being evil and awful and whatever, but, but this team having a different purpose. 
other than yeah, trying to kill I, Homelander. I, I am really curious. We'll talk about this in a bit, but right. like, I am really curious where they're going to take it. And they're I think that's a really good political point. like terrorists. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that the focal point of the show, hopefully kind of thinking about what like Eric Kripke tends to do and probably what the show needs to be. The focal point will no longer be, I, I would assume the taking down of Homelander because it will be impossible if he's like fully actualized, Maybe as it's like, more like trying to turn Homelander into someone not a piece of shit, like the hero he's supposed to be. Right. It's going to be more. They're going to have to lean into the politics, which is sort yeah. of the implication at the end of this. But also, like, you got to get rid of Butcher. He ruins it. He makes Ryan a bad guy. That yeah. episode where he goes to the farm and he's like, like, like uh, uh, hung over as shit on on Temp V. Yeah. That's Ryan's arc. It's not given enough no, thought. It's not flushed out at all. But it's yeah. not flushed out <laughs> at Ryan all. Ryan is his son. But right? that's where, yeah, Ryan's yeah. Homelander's son. That's where Ryan, that's Ryan's origin story as Homelander 2, as Soldier Homelander Lander. Yeah. Oh boy. So, Soldier, Soldier Boy, boy. the third. Yeah, exactly. Home, um, they should call him Speaking boy. of which, Nick, why don't you talk about? You're a huge supernatural fan. Huge, me too. I love supernatural. You, well, you guys have mentioned Eric Kripke many times. I don't give a flying fuck about Eric Kripke, but talk Rude. about Jensen Ackles, <laughs> I who mean, is dude, terrific like, as Soldier Boy. He's terrific. It's a great addition to the show. Like you, you had him hyped up a little bit prior the way he talks like and he, he like just... just completely delivers on it but also introducing the, like they do a good job of making him fairly real as well like he's uh he's given enough like that is one part of the show that they do they they i mean they had to they fleshed him out i think well enough that he works not only as like a deus ex machina a little bit in the season but also as a character in the future, if they choose to bring him back, um, because they can now. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what they're going to do with him. There is a, the scene where they're walking through the forest and it's him and, uh, Huey and Huey is like, just learns that this guy has like major PTSD and is just high. By the way, by, the I didn't time. put him as one of the characters, but Paul Reiser as the, like, old producer guy um oh, paul yeah. riser from like stranger things and like back in the day like yeah. aliens um is just amazing but the when they're walking through the forest or whatever and he's like huh what the fuck you say it's like i literally didn't say anything dude you gotta stop smoking that weed he's like you're a little fucking pussy <laughs> like, it's just it's just fun and jensen ackles plays basically a more like like there's there's a version of him in the past where he's like the deep in Homelander where they're just like they have these powers and they're fucking idiots mm -hmm. and they just abuse these powers because they're just idiots and then later he just kind of becomes more like he's pretty self-aware and he's pretty depressed of what he does yeah but he's also at the same time like fuck it i'm not i'm not gonna change and no one's gonna change me. He's just like any, you know. I mean, you just kind of act like that generation society. now. Yeah, exactly. Which is incredible. Exactly. <laughs> which He's is a just excellent satire. And, yeah. And like, what I'm what I'm saying about Eric Kripke is like, there's a lot of. 
he does a decent job taking little things that maybe maybe a bunch of the things that we're talking about. There's something that we've said earlier that I feel like he probably will end up using again. Kimiko being like, I need powers, I can't defend people. Yeah, We're going to hear that again, for sure, from somebody. Because also I feel like Huey definitely is going to die in like three years because like he did take a shitload of temp V. Yeah. But you I just know, think they they're all going to take fucking permanent V and just. I, that's exactly. what I think is going to happen, and but, it's except for like mother's milk. Yeah. But he does a good job of like making sure that the promises <laughs> that he's put forth are delivered upon. Yeah. Decently. <laughs> I don't. I just feel like they could have somewhat. As long as he doesn't take this like twelve seasons or whatever Supernatural ran for, yeah, I don't. I the thing, I, there's just no. I have no issues with Soldier Boy. I think like as a as a, p- a plot point, it's a little silly because we end up in the end with like nothing, and he's just gonna go back to where he was. But in terms of just pure entertainment, this is like the way Jensen Ackles plays the character is exactly like what I would want anyone to do as that character. And I think it's hilarious the way he does it. And I like the new perspective. Um, I'm going to talk about some... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to completely agree with you. Like, I feel like the character itself is perfect, but I feel unsatisfied by the way they use the character. Like, I feel like at the end I was like, he's so incredible. There was not a better way to use this character. (laughs) I no, but I wonder if like it was there. Like I actually kind of don't need him to be in the rest of the show. I just kind of love. Imagine every if he just joined the boys though, and he was just a grumpy old fucking man in the boys. Yeah, but then <laughs> he's like, kind of sometimes. Incredible. But he's too powerful. Like he's explosion. basically wait. He's like. But with powerful characters like that, it's usually self demons that stop them from being like really truly powerful. Like if anything is PTSD and his like desire to drink and be fucked up all the time would probably stop him from ever being overly and powerful. fucking jerk off all the time or have orgies <laughs> with like really old women. Um, oh god! I I want to talk about a few characters and then I think like the three of us should talk about Huey and Starlight because I mm. think the three of us have the same kind of thoughts on both of them, but. I would be remiss to not talk about Black Noir, who is... I'm so fucking bummed that he's no longer a character, because I just... If we're talking about the show using a character properly, the only character I feel like the show has perfectly used in every single moment this character (laughs) is in it is Black Noir. I think that to show a moment of exposition through him seeing these fake cartoons like looney tune type cartoons is hilarious it's like the show was like look we're gonna have to do an exposition drop we can either just show it we can have someone explain it or we can have these fucking little cartoon characters explain it to this dude who is actually in reality sitting in a room uh eating like (laughs) beans i don't i can't remember what he's eating something disgusting and like just staring at a wall i just i loved it (laughs) i love every moment with him i love that he's like when they show him in the past when he talks he's just this cocky fucking dipshit who gets manipulated by um uh giancarlo esposito's character or esposito i guess is how you're supposed to say it um 
and I, I just, it's just perfect. And I'm very bummed that we're just taking that off the table. But the moment when he, when Homelander kills him is actually a very, very great moment that kind of comes out of nowhere. I don't know. I'm just so confused, though, by the fact that, like, literally his half his brain was, like, mushed out of his head the first time he was attacked by Soldier Boy, but he couldn't survive his intestines being pulled out. Like, I just... I feel like he should have died a different way than they had him die. Well, it's fun. Well, but he was a he was affected by the Soldier Boy thing, where he became this like he's very he still has all of his like talents or powers or whatever, but he just can't speak, and he's like an eleven year old. No, um, I know, and I loved I loved the but like once you pull out someone's intestines and everything, I think there's just no you don't like. We're not going to Sure. We don't need to litigate, like, <laughs> medically what you could survive and what you can't because it's a ridiculous show. But I do – I know what you mean, Layla. I just, like – Those things with shows like this always just piss me off. But regardless, what I was going to say about him is I love that that's also just, like, a partial explanation for, like, his, like, quiet throughout the show. Like, that's yeah. what's happening in his head at all times. So it's, like, he oh, doesn't yeah, really yeah. have space to be, like, contributing or writing things and, like, having a part of the conversation because he's just having a conversation. It's <laughs> it's fucking comedy gold. Cartoon in his head. Yeah. It's, he, first of all, he was just amazing in each of the seasons where you're just, like, this dude doesn't talk and he just exists there and they always used him properly. There's that scene where he's, like, crying in the lo- in the hallway <laughs> but but the, the, that introduction of the cartoons was so funny two characters that i'm i'm sure you guys are going to disagree with and i actually don't think we really need to litigate it because i this is just a personal opinion a i think for the first time they made me actually interested in the characters uh queen mave and and a train i think i agree Ultimately, with Nick saying, you know, the whole Blue Hawk thing just kind of feels like this distracting side thing. But I actually really like the MM thing. I I really (laughs) like the way that they do A Train, especially because he wants to have purpose, but he's afraid to do anything, and he's he's weak with all this. But he's just like so misguided and so like let me cut corners because I'm a fastest person alive, and. I just I thought it was interesting. I really like all the stuff with him and Starlight and the betrayal that you know. Dude, um, R.I.P. Supersonic. Yeah, they, I thought the Supersonic stuff was good, but also with Ke- Queen Maeve, I'm just like, before she was just kind of like a Homelander esque character who had this secret romance that was never really gonna work, and like America's, I was just like, America's I just didn't care. Lesbian, is yeah. What I keep saying about I. Her. <laughs> I just I just today. found her to be like a distraction in earlier seasons and I kind of like that she's this like Billy Butcher-esque character yeah. in this season but with more of a heart and that she can like really work with Starlight and I just think that they did it well. I think it's a little silly that we get to the end of it and she's not even dead, you know? Like no one really dies even though she takes that sonic blast. But I do... I like the concept of her being part of the boys, and I like. I mean, I like what they're Kimiko also should have easily survived the explosion while losing her powers, but she got hit with shrapnel. Yeah, yeah. 
And so, that, like, the implication here is that, like, yeah, she's super hurt from her fall, but, like, because she didn't really lose her powers yet. That kind of comes after. I w- What I didn't like was that, like I said earlier, like, they took... She was actually finally interesting to me. Like, that scene where it's her and Butcher, like, drinking and just being like, we're both pieces of shit that are hopeless and fuck everything and up around us. It. What? They also did it, didn't they? Yeah, and then they do it. Like, I just... I thought that was like, oh, you're finally doing something really interesting with this character. And then they, like, take her off the board for, like, three episodes and focus on other stories that I don't care about. And then she comes in in the end and she's like a deus ex machina herself. And it just is like, it didn't... He didn't, yeah, I mean, he just doesn't have enough time to do all the things he wanted. There are things that work, there are things that don't work. Uh, Another thing that really doesn't work to me is, because I know you were saying, like, you don't give a shit about Starlight. Like... They don't really give her enough screen time. She doesn't really... Her powers suck ass. I don't know what her powers are. They suck balls. But there's this thing that I think kind of encapsulates what we're talking about. So she absorbs all of that electricity. She does her thing. The point of that... Does what thing? She like blows... I don't know. That's the thing. It's pure energy. I have no idea. I don't know. It's pure pure energy. But is she also super strong? (laughs) Means nothing. Yes, she is. Okay. She is. The thing that's important about that scene is that she has learned to fly. But that isn't what seems like the important part of that scene. I'm sorry. She levitates for two seconds, then blasts right. him, and nothing that's, happens. Like, she's going to be able to, like, fucking thing I've my, ever seen. my assumption is that she will then be able to learn. She will be able to fly in the next season. That'll be, like, a cool thing that she cool. does. But, like, that isn't what we get out of that scene. But I think that that's the point of it because reading between the lines of some of their social media prior to that episode. And then a character literally goes, says something like, well, you learn to fly literally, like literally like someone says that in a, a subsequent scene, a few you know minutes later. And I was like, Oh, that was the important part because like, the like electric blast that just knocks him on his butt like fifteen that's feet. That's all back, it does. That's all is it really does. <laughs> not gonna cut it for me. Yeah. But like we don't get enough development there. Huey's development is a little botched because there's so much more focus on Butcher. And I just really hope that in this next season we get a lot of focus on Starlight, on Annie. I mean, just like a better because like they're in the show and they're main characters yeah and i'm sick of the rest of them i don't care about well, mm i think i don't want to see butcher we got enough frankie and kimiko i just don't need Frenchie i don't kimiko, need sorry. to develop them any further i don't need individual scenes with them i would much rather yeah, them but, just engage with the group because like I, they've had so much goddamn screen time in the last three seasons and i just do not care about either of them at all. Or their relationship. There's no chemistry there whatsoever. That's what I think Personally, I think they're both like pretty good actors, though. And I would really like yeah. that the writing was better. And That's what I think. This we is what we're saying. Like, we can't just like argue now. Like, I don't want to see them. We're going to have to see them. I right. agree with I Nick. Really hope I really hope they're I want it to be better writing. And the thought but I know what you mean, Layla, that they could just make them like Because then it means we don't characters. have to fucking do the whole butcher thing anymore. Like, we get it. He needs to go... Oh, he needs to go to the back. They need to put him in his place because he fucked everything up. Yeah. He didn't accomplish what he wanted. He didn't execute. He's a bad leader. He ruined Ryan. He is he is not a protagonist. 
He's well, an antagonist. I guess I was just trying He's to say that like Kamiko and Frenchie in season two were still heavily, heavily big characters, but we weren't diving into their like personal shit and like seeing a lot of individual scenes where they're diving into their personal shit. Like they were just there as like comedy or sweetness or a little moment of sweetness or whatever. Like I just don't need to have more fights about their insecurities and shit. Like I just don't need it. I, we've done yeah. it. I'm over it. Like I'm I agree. It's a show about boys and we got to know more about all the boys. So yeah. we need more information. What? All about right. The guys I, and the boys and I, the guys and the boys include Starlight and Huey. Let's move on. Let's do you guys have a favorite episode of the season? I know that Layla, you said you don't, but you have favorite moments and I think maybe you've talked about them, but Nick, do you have like a favorite episode? Uh, it's probably, I mean, it's probably hero gasm or the episode where they go to Russia. The episode where they go to Russia is is mine because that's the one where at the end you find out about Supersonic or whatever, like his face is all mashed like, in. Yeah, um, Dude, it's just a really banger. good twist that I wouldn't have seen coming that early in the episode or in the season. But I I gotta say the Herogasm episode is good, and the fight. The what I really like about it is the fight at the end. I think the Herogasm episode is, like, the most annoying parts of the boys' fandom are, like, this is so funny. It's, like, orgies and stuff. And it just is, like, it felt like that of an episode. And, like, if you look online, it's, like, the highest rated one. And I just, like, are we just rating it that because it's silly and ridiculous? Or are we rating that because it's, like, a well-written one? Because that's the most the most happens and that's there's so much like that episode drives so much of the rest of and the preceding episodes it also is like if that's what people are talking about like it is like, so dude that guy's penis is, is so, so dulled down from what's in the the um uh i guess the the graphic novel is it a graphic novel? Or is this yeah, series? I guess the graphic novel is nuts. Is it uh, I think it's it comics. Yeah. I don't know. Layla, did you have a favorite episode? Or... Definitely not. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> End of discussion. All right. Well, <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Temporary V, Vaughn but it's also brought to you by... Vaughn. And now we're going to talk about... Speaking of Temporary V... Um, hey, if you had... To take temporary V, or you got the or chance to take it, or V, Layla, what would your powers be? I wouldn't take temporary V, dude. I don't want to die. This isn't necessarily. I take compound. What powers do stuff. you want the most? It's like what would logically be your powers. I don't know if this is what logically would be my powers, but I say this every time someone brings up this question about powers in general. Like I've, I was always obsessed with Rogue in the X Men comics, yeah, and I just, uh, I love yeah. the ability to absorb someone else's abilities oh, for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just but too not, cool to me. But the Rogue in the movies, it, no, I know that. Just, I, I said the comics. Yeah, of yeah, course. I it's just didn't read stupid. the comics. It's stupid, but in the comics, she can absorb people's abilities for a certain amount of time, and I love yeah, the idea of being cool able one, to like, you, like also wouldn't like know that at first, and then you'd like go to like give someone a hug, and you'd be like, "Fuck, dude, you've seen some shit." Or it could be like in Heroes, in a half a second on accident. Or it can be like in Heroes you, where I'm as strong as you now. <laughs> um, in Heroes, Milo Ventimiglia's character 
I can't remember his name. Nathan or something? Doesn't it have to eat people to get their powers? Well, no. Gabriel Silas has to cut open their brain and take out their powers, and then he he gets those powers. But Milo just Just gets it from being around them. And it adds on to his powers, but I do agree with you, Layla. I just I, that that aspect of Rogue is cool. One. I could see you also being like a. I don't mean this in a bad way, but Mantis from Guardians, like an empath. Yeah, no, no I could see I that. Like too. Your other one better. Yeah, I just think Nick. the empath one is like shitty for the person, so I would rather just, just be able to absorb so people's abilities. It's kind of the same thing that. because she also like knows everything about them once she absorbs their powers. Yeah. Nick, what would uh, what would you what do you think your powers would be? I have no idea, dude. Probably something I keep thinking about, um, uh, like Beast from the X Men, where yeah. he's like still really intelligent, but also just like has all these like brutish uh, strengths. You think on that accident. about yourself? Uh, n- <laughs> yeah. Humble brag. <laughs> no, I I th- I can see the Beast thing, but he's like brutish. Like on accident, and I was gonna say comes off looking a certain way. But I was gonna say you're like yeah. the the thing in Fantastic Four. Is yeah, that again, it? he's a yeah. super. He's a scientist, he's an astronaut, yeah. but also he's a rock. Yeah, um, I would be um, Banshee from X Men, the one that just like screams really Black loud. Hole. That Caleb Landry Jones. We all forget that he was be supersonic. Banshee. Or Maybe. We never I'd saw be bl- um, the guy from uh, Doctor Strange that we were talking about earlier. That like Black when Bolt. he's yeah Black Bolt when he speaks he could fucking break shit. I think that's supersonic because he's like a pop singer, but we like never see his powers. I think supersonic also has like by the way strength and stuff. But oh, I think everyone all, does. They all with do. Me. Yeah, they yeah. all have super strength and durability. Go on Spotify and listen to those pop songs. They're, one of them is a banger. Is a yeah, that episode or they they have it License in the credits. To Drive is a banger. Yeah, of a pop boy bands song, are dude. sick. Should um, be played at every wedding. It's what? hilarious too. Let's cap this off. I think we've actually already talked about what we want to see more of next season and what we want to see less of next season. What so why don't we just rip. why don't we just rate it out of ten? How would you rate the third season, Layla? A seven. Nick. Eight point oh. I'm like between a seven point five and eight, like maybe a seven point eight. Seven nine. I would say like my overall thoughts of the show in general are around there. I put it as like an eight on IMDb, but I think it's more of like a closer to a seven for like me. A seven nine. I just there are a lot of really good TV shows, and I think it's a little too like commercialized and lame at times. I I don't know how to describe it. I think it's But this season really worked for me. And it doesn't 100% have enough time to be as awesome as it really could be. Yeah. Because there's too many awesome things that just aren't given enough time. Totally. Because they can't. Totally. So he should make it 15 seasons, just like Supernatural. (laughs) Oh, my my God. God. That's so many. Um, Um, I think at the end of the day, like, it's... As much as we're, we're sitting here and critiquing it, and that's why I'm being so harsh about certain things, but, like, this show is just tr- pure entertainment. Like, at the end so of the day, I'm sitting sure. there, 
And I'm so giving it, it a seven because I'm having such a good time watching it. Like I, again, this is like, we haven't even really pointed out some of the like satirical moments, but the fact that they made oh, fun yeah. of Kendall Jenner's Pepsi commercial, like so, oh, in so such good. a funny fucking way. Like he literally oh, and he shoots the, a guy in fourth and Avenue. And the, the singing, the video it. during the COVID. Singing, yeah, yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he also shoots a guy in fourth Avenue and gets away with it. I also really is, thought I, it was fucking funny that Seth Rogen yeah. has admitted yes. that he's like, in this world, Seth Rogen also exists, yeah. and in this scenario, that's his like screen name, and uh, it's always funny seeing Seth Rogen uh, jizz, like if you've seen yeah. The Long Shot. All right, well, we <laughs> liked the season, but it wasn't perfect. Yeah, it's more uh, buzzing than it Make is sure now. you let us know what you think about the season. I think we should just have a very quick segment where we talk about the Emmys because we're talking mm. about TV shows. Um, the Boys was not eligible this year, by the way, so that's why it wasn't up for anything. Mm. But it has will he, be Has Homelander ever been nominated? No. And, like, he's pretty... A lot of people really like the show Banshee, and he's the lead of that. I don't think it's that good. He's so much better as Homelander than I can't that. believe he hasn't been nominated yet for his Yeah, I think that it's if incredible. he's going to get nominated, it will be this <laughs> this season. But so I actually gifts. feel like it came out at the time when it's not eligible, but it's going to be way too early. So I have no idea. Um, let, me, let me run through a list of things that are issues that we have with the Emmys, and I think that you will agree with, Layla. Um, <laughs> let's start with this. And Layla is the biggest advocate of this. This Sydney Sweeney obsession. Oh. Look, look. I I would be foolish not to admit that her titties are sick. They're sick. <laughs> it's Sydney Sweeney's but, boobs and we're living in it. And I don't what? think that she's not a good actress, by the way. I just think that this obsession needs to fucking stop. She got nominated for Euphoria which is already borderline. Like, I think, like, if she's going to get nominated for something, like, Euphoria made sense because she was such a big part of this season. There's a lot of people in that category, too, so it's not yeah, exactly. for her to get a nomination. Yeah. But the White Lotus one is just fucking bizarre. Her and Alexandra Daddario basically got nominated because they have the sickest of titties. But... <laughs> so That's crass. That's not the only... No, no. They're both, like... They're fine. I think Alexandra Daddario is doing something in the show, but I think that, like, we've talked about it when we did the, the um, episode on it, which you should go check out if you watch White Lotus. Um, they're fine. But there are characters like her friend, um, Sydney Sweeney's character's friend, uh, Brittany O'Grady, um, the actress, not getting nominated. I thought she was, like, the most important part of the show. Um I thought that Fred Hetchinger, the the kid who plays the, her brother, was amazing. And this dude is blowing up, by the way. He's going to be in like a ton of stuff, and he already has been. Um, I just thought, what the fuck are we doing with this Sydney Sweeney thing? It's just like it, the Emmys aren't the Golden Globes. Like they, it's supposed to be like the Oscars, and I think that they're like way too much giving in to like internet culture. Like, I have a quick question about the Emmys. Yeah. Based on an article that I glossed over and, and read quickly. Shoot for it. Aren't the <laughs> the like categories that the that everyone is it's a pregnant pause. Aren't the <laughs> categories that everyone's in 
determined by the sh- creators of the show. Yeah, they submit it because they submit it. I don't have so a is problem it possible with any of that. that because White Lotus has like five supporting actresses in that category and there's only seven people nominated in the supporting actress category and they are five out of seven or something like that is it possible that they submitted all of the people as just supporting actors because it's sort of an ensemble cast and there isn't really a lead and like you could only really stick with five or maybe they didn't put this actress that you're talking about as a supporting actress because she doesn't have the name. No, they star definitely power. didn't. And I just, I want. Like, they couldn't submit, it be the fault of the creators I, of the show, not the fault of what the Emmy. It, it the definitely Kings, can Emmy be Kings, that, and it would be bizarre. I, it definitely can be that, but I think that they also like you can submit with the Emmys like your cast as an ensemble, and they can like pick and choose because like I'm sure Stranger Things submitted their whole cast and not a single one of them got nominated not that i give a shit except for sadie sink but who didn't also a big part of submission is like like technically technically anyone could submit their own nomination but a big part of it is campaigning and like shows themselves pay for that campaigning so it's like individuals aren't gonna submit for themselves because they're like the fuck i'm gonna get a nomination because i can't afford all of the press and the parties that are required to obtain a nomination in the first and place. HBO is probably well, not going to just like, like advertise them because it's more Netflix. Yeah. But it's, it's more like you could feel the importance of the characters, the, the brother and the friend um, in the show, but it's not like an advertisable version of it. But again, like I also think like Alexandra Daddario getting nominated makes no fucking sense to me. Um, I do want to say someone that got nominated for the first time, it's insane that it's taken this long, but finally, Ray Seahorn from Better Call Saul finally got nominated uh, supporting. I don't know why she's not lead. There's no other lead actress in it, but um, she's probably not going to win, even though she absolutely deserves it. She's incredible in Better Call Saul. Um, Were you thinking of someone else, Layla? Or was that? Uh, Yeah. What's her name from Yellow Jackets? Oh, Melanie Linsky. Yeah, that's her first ever Mm -hmm. Emmy nom. Oh, that's cool. She's in a lot of shows. Like she, so that that's that's cool that she's finally getting recognition. I also can't recommend Yellow Jackets enough. I think it's very awesome, and uh, I actually think if it gains more traction and is popular, that maybe we do an episode after the second season. Um, Christina Ricci is also incredible, in it, and she was nominated. Um, this is more of a personal one for me, and like Nick definitely understands this, but L- Lil Dicky like really campaigned hard for Dave, and and it to the point where he's not even like releasing another album um, because he's so focused on his show. But while the Dave season doesn't necessarily need a lot of nominations for the finale episode to not even be up for best director for Alma Harrell, who did Honey Boy is laughable it's one of the most incredible episodes of any show i've ever seen and i don't feel like i'm being hyperbolic with that it is really <laughs> really really good and it got everyone that was down on the season into the like loving the season i also think it's it's really a missed opportunity to not be nominating um Gata, um in that show for emmys it would really it would look cool, and he's just a fucking hilarious dude in real life. Um, lastly, or not lastly, um, I would say the ugliest category, 
and it kind of goes into the White Lotus thing. Ugly. The limited series anthology category of like best limited series or anthology is bad. There's a couple good things in there, but it's bad. Like, first of all, The White Lotus got way too many nominations. I know people liked it. That's fine. It didn't need like 50 nominations. Also, no, I don't know a single person who watched Pam and Tommy. And Pam and Tommy had these, it had really despicable creative issues in terms of, they didn't even ask Pamela Anderson, you know, her thoughts on it. And they didn't give her any money for it. And we're celebrating the show. I'm sorry, then, to, to clarify what you just said, they did ask her about it, and she asked them not to make it. Oh, okay. I didn't even... Very yeah, so important she, distinction. Yeah. She <laughs> absolutely said, do not do this to me again. I've already been exploited off of this tape. The last thing I want is to be exploited again, talking about that story when I have put it behind me. So please don't do this. And they still chose to do it. And apparently it wasn't even good. And not even that worth it. Also... um. The fact that people had no issues with that, the creation of the show, but they had a ton of issues with the staircase uh, and winning time, which I found both to be really well made and that they got no nominations is where I mean, the staircase got nominations to not be nominated for best limited series or anthology is is stupid. I've been told by many people that inventing Anna is fun, but it is not good. This is like an Emily in Paris type situation. Definitely better um, than Emily in Paris, but yeah, not, sure. not but in the like same a, category of these other shows we're talking about. It's all. basically like they really love Julia Garner for good reason. And they gave this a nomination and no one would have thought that. Again, not only did they miss out on the staircase and winning time, but Station Eleven is fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. not as if yeah, Station yeah. Eleven didn't get other nominations. So it was really weird. And, and like important nominations. It was really weird that it didn't get nominated. It sucked that Mackenzie Davis and the kid, Matilda Lawler, weren't um, nominated. They were terrific in it. Um, yep. I also, We Own the City is a very, very good show. And David Simon is very well acclaimed for The Wire. And it just didn't get a nomination. And John Bernthal, I mean, like, if you haven't seen We Own the City yet, it's pretty short. John Bernthal is fucking amazing. It's like a masterclass in acting, and he doesn't get nominated. So there's a bunch that was just bullshit there. Um, Good things, though. I don't know how you felt, Layla, but I felt best drama series section was, like, great. Yeah. A lot of the top ones. I think that... Um, there are. I don't think that this Euphoria season was that great, but like, I'm I'm still respect it getting it. Um, lead actor in a drama, very good. It's just all bangers. They're all fucking great. Um, I've been told Did you that ever this watch new Made? season. No, I hear Made is good. I want to watch that. Um, I've been told that this new season of Killing Eve kind of sucked, and it's a little wild that Jodie Comer and and uh, Sandra Oh were nominated, but. Whatever. I'm not shocked by that just because the two of them like are the show and they're so incredible in it, like just remarkable mm. in it that I feel like even if the show's not figuring itself out really well, it doesn't really matter because they're just so fucking incredible in that show. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I, I, I get that and I hear that. Um, I will say uh, it's really bizarre. I don't really like the show that much, although I haven't caught up on it, but Yellowstone and This Is Us are like 
two of the most watched shows and they were just like kind of shut out. Uh, and that was I'm weird. fine with this is us being shut out, but yeah. All I want, all I want is for either Succession or Better Call Saul to clean up. I'm afraid that Squid Game is going to win all the big stuff. I know, stuff. I know. And look, Squid Game is really good, but Better Call Saul and Succession and like Severance never had an episode like the one in Squid Game where the American executive guys go there that's like really, really bad. Like a very, very bad episode of TV. And it's just going to look fucking stupid if it wins. I am. It is also cool if it wins. You know, I, like I'm not, I'm not going to be mad at it. Um, I, I also, I w- if for the comedy section, we all know it's going to be Ted Lasso for everything, even though this season wasn't even that great. Um, really like it's it. just people love it. Um, but Barry really deserves everything it's nominated for. It was fucking incredible. I think it is a travesty that Sarah Goldberg was not nominated. Um, she couldn't have been better in this season of Barry. Uh, there are moments where it's like, oh my God, this is like an Academy acting reel um, from her. Um, For best it. actress drama, are you on the train of Laura has to take it this time or are you? do you want Zendaya to Laura get it Linney. for that one episode? Um, I would give it to Zendaya. I actually think Laura Linney is really good, but I wouldn't say that this season was like the best. I of, agree. Of her. I just think people are like, give it, finally give it to her kind of a thing. And I'm just Dude, not on look, that train at Laura all. Laura Linney deserves an award. Like, she's a, a fantastic actress and she's so evil in Ozark and yeah, so like. She's incredible. I love what she does, but Zendaya, just that one That one episode. episode yeah. Like, that's like, <laughs> give it to her. She has already won, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, don't I think know. you and I are on that train of like. I mean, I never like when you give like residual awards, like especially with something like the Emmys, sure. where you're when you're basing it off of a season that just happened. Like, please give it to the deserving season, and they should have given it to her previously in the past, probably. But like now, I don't want them to just give it to her now because they're like, oh, we should have. <laughs> I agree. I, I I hate the residual award type things. I also like for people out there that really like these shows. This is my final point. Reservoir Dogs is really, really well received and people really, really, really like it. And it wasn't nominated for anything. And that seems really fucking disrespectful. Um, and also, Our Flag Means Death, I guess, is really popular. So that makes two Taika projects mm-hmm. that were shut out, which is weird. We're kind of... Uh, we're, we're turning on Taika, I guess, as a society. But whatever, <laughs> we still like him. Um, next episode... We're going to do Bend It Like Beckham and My Big Fat Greek Wedding, an episode that Layla has been dying to Dying. Do. They're both on HBO Max. Layla's friend is going to be on the episode. It's going to be a great time. We'll see you there. Uh, also, at some point, we want to do an MCU update episode on where the MCU is because we got a lot of complaints. And there's also just like some things are getting shit on that maybe, you know, deserve a little bit more attention. So we'll talk about that at some point. Um, Nick, do you have a send off? Uh, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> Tell Booker he can suck my shit. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. 
Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.